Saying low, Apple Music. I keep reminding myself every time my favorite artists put out another album, it's just not a given. It's not a guarantee. We can't expect music. We can only be grateful when it arrives. And in the case of a band like Paramore, hi, by the way, everybody. Thanks for joining me for the interview series. Sorry, I wasn't really in much of a formal mood. Um, Paramore, when they walked away a few years back, there were no guarantees. That already achieved a huge amount. To me, they were already at that legacy level. As fans, we had more than enough albums and music and memories of live shows to keep us happy for the rest of our days. But what did it mean to Haley and Taylor and Zach? And how could they possibly go away and live life as individuals, remain friends, continue to work together, but not be Paramore? That's really what it was all about. Like, if we're going to come back as Paramore, I'll be confident that one day we don't have to be. And for whatever reason, they came to the conclusion that they could, and they've made their best album. It's amazing what happens when you let go of all expectations, both inner and outer. You just make your best music, and that's what they've done. The album is called This Is Why, and they're also in the best form ever. We find ourselves in a beautiful live room at Manny Marikin's legendary Larrabee Studios in Los Angeles to have a really great conversation right now on the interview series. This is definitely the most collaborative record we've done within our band from start to finish. I sort of wonder what, you, what you're learning along the way from that about what's important to you and to your peers and your contemporaries and help us to better understand truly what is important to an artist. I was just talking to someone, I don't want to say any names because I don't want to put them on the spot. They're famous. <laughs> <laughs> So are Paramore. They're one of the most famous and successful humble bands ever. But they are famous and successful. Generational fans, instantly recognizable, and they haven't even released their best album yet. That's about to happen. It's called This Is Why, and it's the sum of all of what we've loved about Paramore. We find them in an incredible space, both mentally, emotionally, and literally. Many Americans Larrabee Studios for a conversation which takes lots of twists and turns. You're going to love it. So settle in and spend some time with me and Paramore. It's good to see you guys. Good, good to, to see, see you too. Good to see you. Finally! <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, did I, did I think this would happen? Absolutely. I knew that there'd be another Paramore record, but it was fascinating watching it all come back together. Nothing about the way you walked away and the moment you chose to come back, I feel makes sense conventionally. Mm, um, I like that. You didn't break up, but you certainly didn't sort of openly dance around each other and and tease us with this collaboration or this thing or that. It was yeah. like, no, Paramore is, as of right now, not active. Yes, we needed it. You know, that's really bold. I mean, a lot of people put that in writing, but they don't see it through. Yeah. And I can imagine for you as a band, it was just a natural process rather than a sharp line through everything. I think the fact that it might have felt or seemed natural is because it was just what we needed and it's just where we were at you know, in a very genuine way. So it's, I, I think I've said this before, you just, you can't strategize those things. Like you really can't, like being in a band and doing all the things we do, you have to plan out years in advance and that's not how life works, right? So when you finally decide to tune more into your real life or yeah. who who's happening in you behind the scenes, like I think you just can't strategize it. So it was just naturally a very, um, it was a very insular place for a little while. The pandemic obviously kind of contributed to that, but it was just where we were at. Can I ask you, because I've never asked you, mm -hmm. if there was one sort of, looking back on it now and putting some context around it with a bit of, bit of hindsight, bit of reflection, is there sort of one fundamental thing that you can really say drove your decision to just not be an active band for like quite a long time? I think that it started mostly because I, um, I think, you know, the, the machine that is um, any band or musical actor, creative entity, you know, it's like you just, you just keep going, you know, and stopping kind of means that you lose traction, you know, you lose your fan base or you lose people's attention. And, yeah, and you people know, that you work with also. Yeah, like. exactly. You feel responsible for people's livelihoods. And, yeah. and, um, and we're so grateful that we get to like partner with people that we really love and, and like do this together. But you, it really feels hard to make the decision to step away. Um, and I think I just personally was like kind of starting to fall apart. I think after 
so many years of just yeah. going and going and going. And then you, you know, take a couple months off and then you start writing and you do the whole thing over again. And so I pretty much went to Zach and Haley and was like, I need some time. And, um, and it was so, it was so amazing because they were both, they were both so gracious and, um, and empathetic towards me, you know? So we were like, all right, this is like the last thing that we have booked. And, you know, I was like, anything that we need to do, I'm down to do, but I just need to know that we're going to have time after this. And um, we picked the last thing that we were going to do, which ended up being Art and Friends mm -hmm. um, in Nashville. And we just kind of, you know, we told our manager, we're like, hey, we, this is not like we're, you know, we're obviously not breaking up, but we really need you to honor us and just like, don't bring things to us. Like, <laughs> Like we really need you to protect us right now and let us go away for as long as we need to. And That's so powerful. somehow he did. <laughs> well, you know why? Because it was an essential yeah. trust move. Totally. Mm. Because the amount of artists I've spoken to throughout my life who have presented that and then just one more great opportunity comes yeah. along mm. and just one more and cool. one more and always with the best of intentions. Yeah. But how do you say no to this guy? Right. Right. How do we right. say no to this? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yes. What you're really asking for, I think, then is like can I actually trust this process enough to have a future that we can control? Huge. So true. And Mark, our manager, he's, you know, you know him. He's been our manager since day one. I can't imagine the feeling from his vantage point of being like, no idea. Don't mm -hmm. really know what's going on actually in their heads. Don't know when this is going to come back around, but cool. He was so good to us about it. And I mean, it's the, that was the first time in our career that I went more than like, you know, a few days, let alone a couple weeks without talking to him. He's a mentor to us, you know? He's definitely not just a manager. I think like when Taylor initially brought that up to, I don't know how you really felt, but I was kind of like, well, I just joined the band again. I want to keep going, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I was off, my tank was full, you know? <laughs> but I didn't realize like in hindsight, now looking back, like, pivotal years mm -hmm. for, for us, you know, mm -hmm. for me getting like turning into turning 30, you yeah, know, yeah. really like becoming who we are. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a huge thing for making this record. Well, the thing about being prioritizing events and moments in your life, mm -hmm. capturing the memories that ultimately will keep you company as you mature and grow older and life changes shape is that sometimes you try to sort of create them and you forget that actually yeah. they're just happening. Yeah. Mm, for yeah. real. They're just happening around you. Mm. And I think that's why art and artists have such a front row seat to that because so much is going on around you that the great artists realize, like you do now, that having presence of mind during the chaos, embracing yeah. the change, yeah. is actually going to give you the best experiences so anyway. true. That's hard. Mm -hmm. Man, that feels... Too adult sometimes. Well, you know what yeah. my therapist said to me yesterday? I've been dying to share this one with you. <laughs> what? He said, you know the thing about change you can't avoid? I said, what's that? He said, everyone's always one step behind it. That's so good. It's good, right? That's wow, a good is one. is your therapist writing a book? That's, like, that's I hope really not, because I was going to put it in my book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're writing a book. <laughs> After you, you talked to me about it the other day, I was like, all right, maybe Sorry. I'll write a book. I'm yeah, you should. No, no, that. no, I love it, I love whoops. it. Um, when you don't whoopsie me, man, you come up with all the good stuff. You inspire me, T. <laughs> You know, you went out, speaking of inspiring us, you went out and you hit the road and you did so with an album. It was done. <laughs> it's like this little secret. Like, <laughs> it must have been kind of crazy for you to go out and, and honor all these songs that everybody mm. loves and, and play the title song. Yeah. I mean, I was, I mean, I kind of half thought you might just dump the news in once or something, but you just really honored the record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it must have felt in a weird way. Like I said, like it was your little secret. You were holding on to it. How did that feel? Zach, I feel, you, what? It felt right to like, to, Save it. Yeah. It felt right to like enter into the world again with one song and mm -hmm. really give that life to that song. Especially to start the show with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was such a boss move. You said something about the tour before. It, oh, it was, more, it was mainly about like how many new people were at the shows. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it was so cool to honor. I agree with that. The, the, mm -hmm. the past in a way that brought mm -hmm. these new people into it. Yeah, because I, I, was, I was in the crowd and I watched the way people were reacting to songs that in some cases were 10, sort of 15 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they were listening, hearing them for the first time. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you were having the time of your life. Yeah, that show was so <laughs> fun. There yeah. really wasn't 
any really bad shows. I mean, there was like bad moments or we feel like yeah. we messed up or like whatever, something that yeah. didn't flow as good. But like everybody was showed up every show and played their heart out and played as good as they could. And I mean, Haley definitely does that every night. But I think sometimes in the band, you can kind of escape and you can mm. kind of, I did, like back in when it was when we first started the band, mm. when I was burnt out or whatever, you kind of escape and just do the, your part. Go through you the know? emotions, yeah. yeah but every, anytime I felt that happening, I'd look at the crowd mm. and I just saw these people like, this is their night. This yeah. is, they went with their friends, their partner there. And it was like, I was like, I'm at your show. I better like show up for you because right. this is mm. like, it's, it's not Paramore show right now. This is like, you know, the fans. Yeah. That was night. what was really great about it was that, yeah, of course, Haley. you know, you're blessed with this natural ability to, when you get on a stage, I think you're drawn to perform and to emote these songs at the highest level. But the band around you, as I've said before, everyone was firing on mm. all yeah. cylinders on this tour. I, it's weird, like, when I now look back at the whole discography, there's always, like, a song or two where there's a groove that I can remember really being drawn to. Like, Probably when we were younger, one of my least favorite songs to perform or after we recorded it was Whoa. And then when we play it live, there was, this is when we were like 16, there was something about the groove and it's always drums for me, you know. Um, there was something about the groove in those verses that it would just like pump me up. And I'd be like, I don't even think I liked this song <laughs> yeah, that much. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, because at that point, I th we made that record in three weeks, you know, when we were kids. And so, Every album had like that's what you get on Riot, you know, having this like time signature change, uh, some well polyrhythmic things happening, and then like every album has at least a couple until you get to self-titled, and it's so many of the songs. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot more swing, and then Zachary joins, and on After Laughter we pushed even further into that, mm -hmm. um, into funk, and like our. So love a lot of those for, were Taylor's initial drum beats that oh, I just yeah, embellished. True. So. Don't you give do, me all the credit for that. You have a lot of that. Like that, I think that's always been your thing too. Well, the three of us, drumming was the first instrument for all three of us. Yeah, Our yeah. first love. And yeah. So I think we all just write rhythmically. Yeah. And you do, because you definitely play very rhythmically. Mm -hmm. And that's on guitar. very evident on this on this mm -hmm. album. Yeah. Um, man, you're in the pocket. It's the, biggest, yeah. it's the biggest compliment I could give any guitar Aww. player, any player, is you found a pocket on this album, which yeah. is something else. I mean, I agree. You know, you all did. It really pushed your performance as a as a singer mm -hmm. and as a, as a lyricist to a new level too. Oh, thank and you, thanks. No, I, look, I've been pretty quick to compliment the fellas in recent times, but I have to say, having lived with the album for a long time now, the writing is off the scale. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. I, it's man, off the scale. That means a lot because I I that's the thing I get. I'm the most critical about probably more so than my vocal performance, and I'm pretty cr critical to to myself. Words are the thing that I relate to the most in my favorite music, like by other artists. So, you know, there, there, there's lyrics on this album that are hyper simple, you know, but then there's other things that feel so um, niche, like to me, specific to me. And I'm really proud that they puzzled together in a way that like, well, I'm just glad that we finished writing this record. I'm not but. surprised because <laughs> the amount of emotional effort required to make a personal statement that mm -hmm. really talks about all of us mm. that's tough yeah it's man. one thing to go into something that is a explore a lyrical theme that's very personal and don't worry about it i, I love your band i'll find a way to apply it to my life mm. <laughs> yeah right that's the narcissism of being a fan it's beautiful <laughs> yes. you're writing it about me and totally, all of us totally but you actually are this time mm. if there's one theme on this album I hope I don't mess this up, but to me, it really is, you know, quite a, quite a serious take on the human condition. Oh, fuck. Thank you. And not in a sort of, I understand it way, in a sort of, I don't. I don't And I'm actually entirely part of it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I contribute to it. Absolutely. To the maniacal parts of it, to like the altruistic parts of it. It's like all in all of us. And that was that was an interesting unfolding too because the first song that we wrote on the record was Thick Skull and it was very much a retrospective on our career and my reputation and how that's affected me. It's the most personal, can I use this word, but always a compliment almost, it's the most kind of indulgent lyric. Totally. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm absolutely saying like, what if all those stories that people, mm. you know, would shit on me about, like what if all those things were I'm real? guilty. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I loved it because I've never... I've always been so afraid of what people said about me in the context of Paramore, like truly terrified of it. And to be 
indulgent in that and to say what if was so freeing, man. Like it was really healing to a younger version of myself. So I needed that. But, you know, that thing happened and then we kept writing and it was, you know, some of it's very much like mental health kind of topics. And then the the surprise to me was like I kept watching American Psycho as we were writing this album <laughs> because I was just like um, experiencing the cog in the wheel feeling and feeling like you get so easily swept up. We went from having four years off in this kind of uh, bizarre piece that happened when we were all a bit left alone. Mm. And then obviously the pandemic added another layer to that. But as soon as we started working again, I just felt like I was insatiable. I was greedy to in, inwardly. Like I was... Did your ego come alive? Is that what happened? Yeah. Because, well, and, um, and in such a, a sad... Like sometimes I think that's such a good... Um, propeller. Yeah, of course. You know, but there were a lot of things that I just found really icky that I was feeling. Yeah, well, shit, because it hadn't been around Paramore for a while. So the ego's like, oh, man, yeah, I am go. like, this, nothing feeds me like Paramore. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so true. I was like really terrified of it. I was also like, again, there was like an indulgence in it all. And um, yeah, I found a lot of those layers that I had not tapped into and, and tried to use them in a way that could maybe be helpful. It goes without saying, but I'll say it. You are one of the most talented lyricists and singers that I know, and I think that are in our orbit as friends and musicians. But I think it was really cool for me when Taylor and I would be writing music and then be like, oh, what's Haley going to come back with mm. on this one? And to for you to go in, I was so inspired and so thankful you did this, but... You can easily go in and like kind of come back with a story or something, but to have Haley come back and it was way more self-reflective mm. to uh, to level up in that is mm. a really hard thing to do, and that was really Thank cool you. to see. Was there a moment when you got something back or you heard? I don't know how this works. I mean, I don't know whether <laughs> you're writing and demoing and you can hear it in process, or whether yeah. you know you're getting sent something back and you need pure isolation. Maybe mm. we start there. I mean, how do you how do you get to these songs once you start hearing music forming? I mean, some t rarely it'll happen while we're just all in the room. I think it happened with the news, a um, couple other songs. But yeah, a lot of times I kind of have to just go away and be in a corner. I used to sit um, in my closet a lot as a kid. I'm sure there's a lot of jokes there. But I, I would sit in the There's closet. also a lot of people who did the same thing. Mm, yeah. Yes. Oh, it's small. It's confined. Yes. It's the closest thing and no one's going to find you. It feels mm -hmm. right. Safe. Yeah. You're just covered with your clothes. A lot of times mine are all over the floor. But I... Not hung up. I would, <laughs> yeah, not at all. But I um I would use that. But now being an adult, it's like you, you have a home, yeah. you know, like... Like, I just find little corners, and then I'll come back when I feel confident. But sometimes I have to sing something to myself like a thousand times. Or sometimes I'll just do it in my head, and then I'll go in and show them and be like, I haven't sang this out loud yet, so I don't know what it's going to be like. Mm. The cool thing for me on the opposite side is I never know what they're going to do because I feel like they're, they get bored easily, and they're like, we got to push ourselves, or we got to try this. Or I was so happy to to feel like I told you the other day, like to kind of top line more than ever on this record mm -hmm. and kind of stand back and, um, you know, save for a few songs. It was just so rad. Like, this is why it blew my mind. I was so excited about how funky it was. And Yeah, and then you penned one of the best lyrics of 20, of, oh, of, of, for a long time. No, no, but you nailed something <laughs> that, that you. many, I think, would would love to write about, but but it's a fine line, that one, because what, yeah. you, what you're talking about is something that we all get drawn into. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. how do you actually address it without being judgmental? I do think that a lot of times when we write certain songs that are sarcastic, people don't always understand that I'm, like, ain't it fun? I yeah. still, to this day, there's people that are like, no, it ain't fun, Haley. And I'm like, bitch, that's the point. It's not <laughs> fun. It is unfun. But I think people underestimate the humor in Paramore, period. <laughs> Maybe. There are some funny moments on this album. Oh, thanks. The chiropractic appointment. I mean, I chuckled <laughs> yeah. at that. The first thing that we wrote when we wrote Thick Skull and Taylor, he went into the studio by himself because he gets so anxious about solos. And when he showed us the solo, that little weird hammer-on thing at the end of the solo was like, <laughs> we were like, yeah. It was meant to be a joke. We well, because I mean, Zach and I, you know, when we were writing and we'd have guitars, we just, I think Zach did it. He, oh, like, really? he was playing something that was really cool. Yeah, and at the end, that. he just was like, nah, 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 nah. and so, <laughs> you know, we just, I just started putting oh, it into right. random things and it, that it is just right. made its way to the end. But, say, Comsa. 
Yes. See what we're doing here? We're developing a little scene. Do you write this down? It's just happening this way. I'm getting out of the way. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah, Yeah. same. Well, that song was really fun, and we joked about that the other day, and I think when you don't get your way, like when you're a kid, you throw shit or you slam your door when you're a young person, and especially if you're successful, Mm. you get your team to slam your door for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But then what maturity allows you to do is to um, find that, that that inner voice that calms you down yourself, right? And I think yeah. that's what that song kind of is a little bit to me is it's sort of acknowledging mm-hmm. change and it's okay. Yes. Yeah, because I think all of us at different parts in this journey as friends and as a band have been so resistant to change, man. Like when we met you and we were all in that, like I always call it like the second puberty because you're like, 19 years old and yeah. you haven't you're not an, a full-on adult with like feeling like you have all your own agency and all that stuff but you're also not you know 15 and you're dealing with adult shit you're already dealing right. with your you're like the curtain is you know you're seeing behind it a little bit more and i just can remember the the three of us you know the, it was a five-piece band back then and we were so we were bad to each other about change. Like if if one of us started to kind of veer a different way and be into something else, or if, I mean, anything, anything you can imagine that you kind of experience as a late teenager, the change that that kind of brings upon, we were so resistant to it and it made us not good friends to each other. Mm. And I think to this day, I struggle with it in different ways and I, keep trying to tell myself like, and you say this all the time to me, like that is what anxiety is, is when you are just resistant to the realities of something. And depression can be that too, but um, that must be a lifelong like learning lesson. But that being said, listening to this album, like if, if not only do you sound more present as a band and as a writer than ever before, mm-hmm. and more willing to, to acknowledge that, but you're also, I've never heard you so clear mm. about the things mm. that aren't right mm. and weren't right. Big man, little dignity, big time. That's yeah. just like, yeah. you see it clearly, I think, in that song. I think you can't say some of that stuff when you're in it. It's just you don't have the right vantage point, or I certainly don't, because because of the resistance that I, that we're talking about to the present. Was there a moment that inspired that song? Was there something came to mind that that stirred that song oh yeah well first of all i just think um i love that movies and series are being made about this more than ever right now like really exposing um people in power and and um hierarchies all that stuff and kind of showing the ugly side of it also the side that we don't always get to see that's grossly strategic or that's that's really unjust or whatever I I think because of the internet we see it more than ever but like I I think my own experience and a lot of the women in my family are part of this it's like I kind of grew up seeing there's just a lot of bad men and I'm not talking about my dad or my grandfather because thankfully those are the most direct you know those are the most immediate relatives that are that are male and in my family, but that's not who I'm talking about. But the men that were adjacent, you know, like in my family, um, there's a lot of bad guys. And um, so that was part of it. And I think I got to finally have time to untangle it with the four years and really going to therapy for the first time consistently in my life, realizing that I don't, you know, it's okay to realize that you have anger towards people like it's okay to find a common thread like for instance those are all men those are all like white straight men right but it's about the personal it's about the personal experience and what I've seen and I really have to keep myself from putting projecting that all over just the the general you know and making it a generalized all these people are probably not trustworthy you know because that's just not true look at our team Look at my life, like my whole life is filled with beautiful, empathetic, smart men. You know, that's, I'm, I'm lucky that doesn't happen a lot, especially to women in the industry. You know, you say, you know, I, I, and I'm paraphrasing badly, but I, you know, I, I, I want it to change, but I know that it never will. Yeah. 
It's yeah. a bummer. I know, man. Um, I do think that's the unfortunate thing about power, you know, about uh, systems that have been, that are just like archaic and... and so power's interesting though, because once... because. Power is having a microphone and amplification in an audience yeah. that that wants to hear you sing. Mm. Power is having a chance to sit down on the stage and take a moment, mm. which I'd imagine for you is not pre-written or pre-meditated and decide to talk <laughs> about something that's on your mind. I don't know if y'all can hear it, but I, my voice shakes a little bit sometimes because I'll start to like, like uh, really understand that it's... Um, very present and it could get away from me and so uh, my voice will shake a little but bit but you can't get away from it it's yeah. going to happen i felt that when we were when we were young fest which was um you know mm. very nostalgic very like yeah. championing the emo scene which by the way was was really a it was not cool at the time which i'm not sure that that you can um make a newer generation understand that because they seem to think that it was so cool and that it is so cool, which is so sweet and cool and rad, you know, yeah. but it wasn't cool. It was um, kind of nerdy and kind of just weird and, and very toxic. So when we were at, when we were young, the morning that we woke up on the sat, the first show, which was on a Saturday, I just noticed I had so much anger in my body and I couldn't figure out why. And the more I, would, was writing about, I just was writing um, any feeling that I had because I knew something was in there. I was, it wasn't going to be good if it didn't come out. And, and it's interesting that I got it all out and then I said a version of that on the stage and I still felt so angry. It almost mm. fueled it. But I realized it's because when I was 16, I didn't let myself feel those things. Mm. So I think when you stifle any feeling that you have, obviously it's gonna grow or it's gonna set into place. It doesn't go away. Yeah, it doesn't. It just mm. kind of becomes part of your decision-making or it's your, your lens now. And, um, and, and I just feel like we needed a, a moment to kind of say like, we, are grateful and we're so grateful that this scene has changed like to look out yeah. see all types of people enjoying this music and being allowed to enjoy it but we're not all, always grateful for the experiences that we had like we're I think you know uh, very fortunate to have made it out yeah that's the important word yeah out yeah because made it but you made it 10 years ago. <laughs> but you actually made Just, it out. Yeah. We needed to transcend it in some way. And it's not a being better than or a feeling like, you know, we're so much cooler and we need to be. A, but it was not the place to land. It was not the, we had not arrived because we were not comfortable there. How do you protect your peace, you know? Like after a while, like you just have nothing left to, to give if you are pouring out all the time, if you're cramming a lot of, 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 traumatic shit into your head it's just hard well it leads to mild depression which leads to um which generally means you that you deny yourself the opportunity to do anything and you make excuses and yes. that's called running out of time yeah <laughs> yeah wow. well done that's Great called running. have you done this before that's called that's called running out of time because that to someone me someone get is this like, guy a job <laughs> that to me is that to me is like i mean first of all that's become one of my favorite songs ever. Mm. Like I listen to that song all yes. the time. Thank you. That song to me is 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 really you know more a reflection on uh, that expectation of consideration. Oh, you know how do you it's, summarize that it's, so well? It's hard to be considerate all the time when everyone expects it of you. And I think it's it's in particular it's really tough when you're an artist because your job is to kind of constantly be in here. You know, like running out of time for me is the is like the feeling of I remember when we were like 19 and I was I was closer with Taylor Swift at that point because we we both lived in Nashville and we're both kind of experiencing our own versions of like real success for the first time and I went over to hang out she's a really good cook by the way she's a really good cook she like has taught me how to make stuff that I did not retain at all but I love that she's she's a great chef but she's also she teaches. Oh, oh my God. Because yes. most people who are great in the kitchen that I know are like, <laughs> get the fuck out of the kitchen. No, no. Right, right. No, she was good. It was, it was great. But um, 
the first time that I went over and we were looking around her place and she was like, oh, and this is my, this is my little closet where like I keep gifts and things that I, like if I, if I randomly am just like, I'm going to send them something or like I did something and they hosted me and I want to thank them. And I was like, oh my God, my life is so not together. <laughs> like I, I can barely remember to send someone a card or flowers. Like I'm, there are still Christmas gifts at my house that I have not sent to my friends just like sitting there in, you know, in the back of my closet. Well, the Christmas just gone. Amazing. Yes. Like got out here and two of the people I was supposed to give a gift to, I was like, sorry, I forgot to put in my suitcase. So you still don't get a gift. But like that, like I wish that I was the person that just like could just had felt like I had all my shit together. And I was like, oh, I had some extra time. So I'm just popping by with some flowers. Right. You know, like that kind of a thing. That's that is my idealized self. Can I ask you a question? Um, why are you still clicking the sticks before you come in? What's the aesthetic <laughs> reason behind that? You, you first. first. Oh my God. That song is such a crush. I think it's just kind of like, it's just classic, you know? I, I think it's, there's not a lot of that like nuance left in records. Like everybody just like cuts the, trims the fat, if you will. Like yeah, puts I, things in time. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. kind of like, I don't know. I, I think it's fun to like leave a tambourine dropping on the ground or like leaving leaving some air. Yeah, I loved it because it, it was like, human. oh, there's a drummer here and he's mm -hmm. about yeah. to fucking play the shit out of the song. Mm. And, it, and and then the offbeat, it, the whole thing is just just awesome. And to me, it's it's really, and this is where I do get to really dive in to the instrumentation side of things because the playing on that song to me is sort of like the sum of all parts of the album. It has the energy, it has this kind of like, almost industrial guitar work that's going on around mm. it that's very cold, but then there's warmth around it and so much humanity around the playing as well. Mm. And so I just want a story about that song because I'm kind of obsessed with it and I've heard listened to it probably six times today already. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. This is the one that you want to start diving into. This is the song that I, was, I fought with everything in me to like take off the record. Why? Um, give me a moment. I... Sorry, also, I've been like so anxious this entire interview. What? Really? Oh, yeah. I feel like, I'm, I feel like I'm 12 years old. <laughs> I'm like in my head thinking about, I'm like, man, he was like having coffee with Tom York. <laughs> and they were talking about these, you know, amazing things. And like, I'm sitting here. You did I, have coffee with Tom York. I was like, who's he talking about? He's talking about you. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I did, but I just like, I mean, having, I've seen every episode having, like, every show. But <laughs> two around, I just feel like, I, inside, I, I feel so. Small. Oh, but T, I'm like, I'm like, what do I do with my hands? But I'm so, I'm so sorry, T, because for me, in the last year at least, and if not sooner, and I think Haley will vouch for me on this, mm -hmm. I, I, I need you to know how much I respect and love what you do. Bro. Oh, like echelon for me now oh, as a man. musician. Like what you do as a writer and as a player, like fuck the cameras, no disrespect, I love the crew, but fuck love the cameras. cameras too, love you guys yeah. so much. What I mean is fuck the interview. I, I'll tell you straight up on or off the record and I'll tell anyone who'll listen that you're playing in the way that you drive this music and give this canvas for emotion to come out, but somehow you make it hard and danceable and I wanna rage and move in different ways. Like it's, it's nuts what you do, dude. Because I also I also have ADHD, which I think maybe everyone does now. I don't know, <laughs> but so. but like fidgeting is like a big thing for me, Sorry. and so I'm like, but I'm trying to mm -hmm. not. If you okay, check this out. If you look at my interviews, this is like this is just a, this is the best interview I've ever done, by the way. And now I'm gonna and now I'm gonna confess something in a second. <laughs> if you look at my interviews, if you watch closely, not that anyone ever would, but I'll tell you, if you ever get a chance to look at my hands when I'm sitting down, more often than not, you'll see me making shapes with my fingers really gently and quietly, really? and all the time, because I'm exactly the same. But I can't fidget that. when I'm conducting an interview. Right, so right, I have right. To, I have to contain it in something. a tiny little space in order to settle. And also, look at my foot right now. It's off the ground because yes. everything's tense. Yes. I'm totally. So here's my thing. I was really sick last week and I'm fine. I'm not contagious, but I'm still full of it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like totally off my game. Yes. So you... we're all off our game. Who's <laughs> <laughs> always on his fucking game. Like so what does that mean? You, do you feel uh, like you're always on your game? Because I experience you as that, but yeah, I want to know. I don't know. I'm not, per I'm not, I'm human. You know, I think I was, I think I felt it's weird to like, be on a flight and do all these things and mm -hmm. then you're just in the middle of like, oh, let's walk in, get in front of cameras. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's it's uh it's definitely like the first couple of minutes my heart was like I was like, I wonder I wonder if they can hear that in the 
the thing like oh, in the yeah. room like do, 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 do. it's, it's so like fascinating because we never address this i'm stoked we're having this conversation because i never know what anyone's experiencing right. opposite me i'm just trying to make it as comfortable as possible love you guys but this is not <laughs> this is not normal yeah, you know not. but i look at them as like an opportunity to just capture if we can get something that supports the intention of the music totally and we can store that forever, mm -hmm. then when people look back on these albums and they listen to them, then they'll have a better understanding at least of what was going on if you're willing to go there. I think it's a cool, like, intro into, like, asking, having Taylor talk about you first because it's so easy to talk about, like, running out of time, like, mm -hmm. these songs that were, like, aha moments, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. But you, and we're, like, cool tones and we used this drum kit and did this thing. Mm -hmm. But the heart of it really is like, I didn't really like this song. Agree with me, bro. You know, yeah. I think that's cool. And, and I think that's a testament to yeah. not only Taylor's, you know, his playing, and he leveled up as well on this record. I really do believe that. But leveled up as a, like a team player. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to go, I'm going to do this even though I, I really don't want to do that. So T is somebody who puts their heart and soul into the, every detail of an album, which I know you do. Mm -hmm. How do you get to a place where you're okay with a song that you don't want on the album going on the album? Because bands are broken up over that shit. Yeah, no, I didn't actually. I was never okay with it. And um, I, I should say, I should say I never felt necessarily a piece about it. You know, yeah, I, I like think. Confident. Yeah, I, I mean, this song, I think, was, um, I think, some of the last guitar stuff I did. Like, we, you know, we. At the very end, you know, kind of we're going through everything and, and kind of tying up loose ends and readdressing things that we thought we could make better. And um, I think this was the last one. And, and yeah. uh, it's funny because there, there's parts on that song that I um, I should have redone in my head because um, of changes that happened. But I was so burnt out and done that uh, Carlos, you know, was like laughing because I just... I just started packing all my guitar stuff up. I just, I rap, started no wrapping up all my- No one actually time, you were just like, it's done, we're done. Well, yeah, <laughs> and Carlos is done. like, I guess he's done with guitars. And I was like, not really in a good Poor way Carlos. in that moment. I was, I was, yeah. I had, it felt like, and looking back, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but it certainly felt like I had given every yeah. bit that I could. I mean, I, I like broke down on this record and was like, yeah. had a full meltdown and was like, bawling and you know we you know at the I'm glad that it happened in retrospect I think that it was a growing moment for myself and, and for us as a mm -hmm. as a group mm -hmm. um but it was really painful you know I I think I I don't sometimes like I, I think I'm the one it's like I'm so grateful that that god that I'm not a solo artist because I get into the minutiae like way too far you mm. know because I just Music is so emotional for me. I don't hear lyrics. It's the last thing I hear. Yeah. And I'm learning that. And obviously I, I will go back and uh, listen to what Haley's written. Although there's still some songs I don't know what she's saying, to be honest. <laughs> but it's, it's such an emotional thing for me. And if, and if everything doesn't come together in this yeah. super specific way, which is also, I, I have no idea even what that is. I'm chasing mm -hmm. some dangling carrot. Um, you but, did that on, when you produced for pedals. I think that was the God, that yeah. was your emotional I downfall. <laughs> yeah, I, I have. I feel like I have one of those every record now. Yeah. But um, anyway, so that this song, you know, I don't think I ever got to a place where I felt like I was fully behind it. Mm -hmm. um, listening to it now, it's different because it's like such a snapshot, and mm -hmm. and I can experience it from yeah, a new perspective, you know? And so mm -hmm. uh, the part of that perspective is, is like, I remember that feeling of being like, this is not right. Mm. You know, like my body's like, I've been there, Damn. man. Yeah, your yeah. skin crawls, you feel uncomfortable, you just mm -hmm. cannot listen to another second of yeah. it. Yeah, mm -hmm. but so many people um, from, from our label or, or management team, or, like that is always one consistently of one of the very too. favorite songs yes. and so it's like a <laughs> yes. you know universe is like cruel joke to me i think it's also so like us sorry if you were you no saying? i just rambling. i think it's like us really finding our like honing in on our, our individual tools for this band you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. like this is why it was such a perfect storm of just like came together quickly mm -hmm. and then taylor really had like not only 
guitars to worry about, but he really got to focus on that. Mm -hmm. And I think it really, everybody had their, like this, I'm, you know, like in a sport, you know, you had your position and we all nailed it. And I think sometimes Taylor takes this weight of like, I mean, a lot of times, and that's why the band sounds, as the records sound as good as they do. They're, they, they're finished because of, they, they're started because of Taylor mm -hmm. initiating things. So could not do it without him. But I also think he can't, sometimes move without the yeah. like the chess piece of us Correct. and so i think where we are learning this like way to like move and sharpen our tools in this band and, and it really kind of all happened at that i think personally at the end of the record but this is why mm -hmm. that's why i'm like so excited to make more music yeah because yeah, yeah. we feel like we finally clicked into something where it was yeah. like dude taylor was like dude listen to what i did and mm. there's there's just like this moment where i know taylor is like really proud of something because he doesn't say anything he's just like he's like yeah see what you think and it's just that's like so wait true. you just did what on the bridge what on the, was, and it was just mm. like the bridge, like I heard it for the first time and I was like, okay, what? Like, and he wasn't like, yeah, I don't know. He was just quiet about it. He's mm -hmm. like, listen to it. <laughs> That's so and you weren't true. cocky or anything. He was just kind of like, you felt a piece about it. Yeah. And, I, and I think we just... Once we all learn how to take that initiative and help each other out, it just like flows. You know what? Well. That's good. I don't ever feel confident, but I think that's true. I think peace is a better word. Yeah. You know, this is definitely the most collaborative record we've done within our band from start to finish. Like yeah. every single song the three of us wrote. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for like self-titled or After Laughter, you know, before Zach came back, um, you know, I was trying to... Yeah, I, I, well, all the music. Yeah, and you know, Kevin Parker, like, uh, I think uh, Currents had just come out, you know, so everyone was like, oh my gosh, I gotta do everything. Mm. And, um, and it was yeah. super inspiring, um, but I think with my personality, it was like, it was a, it was a lot, because I expected you myself expected to do yes. everything and everything like yeah. on this next level. And, and anyways, fast forward to this record, I felt like to have Zach back and, and like from the beginning, to like my favorite drummer to be like, oh, I get to, mm -hmm. I get to bounce my, like we get to bounce our ideas off each mm -hmm. other. And so like, you know, for it not to be like, okay, what drum beat should this be? And then what guitar part? And then like what synth thing? Yeah. It was like yeah. far more like I was, a, I was able to, we were able to paint together. So um, I, I don't, man, none of that. That's why I don't ever want to do guitar interviews or anything is because I, I don't, I'm not even saying this to sound cool or whatever. I just don't know uh, what I'm doing. I, I, I don't, I don't have You're some sort of plan. Yeah, I don't yeah. have some sort of a plan. And right. I, um, I think it just, it happens and it, and it doesn't happen in a necessarily like beautiful way. Mm. It's normally like <laughs> really uh, annoying and, uh, but I think that's what also has been really great about, again, collaborating is that a lot of times, like when I'm in uh, creating in a vacuum, you know, I'll, I'll be writing one part for hours. And I yeah. think it's been awesome because Haley and Zach, you know, will be like, oh, you passed it mm. a while ago, mm -hmm. you know, and then I have to trust them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like it was back there, but then they're, you know, gracious enough to let me. I have to like scratch 10 itches yeah. to be able to go back to that place sometimes. Yeah. So um, that may, I've, I don't think I've ever heard you explain it that way. And that makes it make even more sense because mm -hmm. we're, 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 you know, we're there all for all of it. And each of us have such a vastly different angle in mm -hmm. to the creative process. So it's, it's funny talking about it in hindsight because I think it makes the most sense now than ever. One of the things I love about Paramore is how you um, are such a, a your community driven mm, experience. Mm, mm. Like there isn't an artist I know who doesn't know you, who doesn't love you and want to oh. just kind of either support you or super grateful for your support. Oh, that's cool. And I think you truly understand as a band, you know, what it is to, to make that, that, that decision to be an artist in your life and you don't take it for granted. And I sort of wonder what, you, what you're learning along the way from that about what's important to you and to your peers and your contemporaries and help us to better understand truly what is important to an artist. I was just talking to someone, I don't want to say any names because I don't want to put them on the spot. Um, They're famous. <laughs> <laughs> to 
tell you that much. But they're super I need to take it on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. That was the greatest guitarist <laughs> comment for a lead singer of all time. Oh, he has so many every that day that will never get heard. Um, so. Yeah, oh, no, this so year this might change a little bit. <laughs> I'm seeing some shifts in Taylor already. Yeah, so yeah. we've we'll unlocked something. Anxiety, trying, yeah. I'm, and I'm happy to do it. <laughs> so I was talking to someone who was like, you know what's crazy is when you put out something that that like feels like it's working and it's going so well. <laughs> they said, then people don't want to say nice things to your face because they want to be different about it. Mm. And they want to feel like, well, I'm saying the truth. I'm saying the real thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm the contrary opinion. Yeah, that's what I find interesting about being in positions where you put something out into the world that that ultimately it's like your ego wants validation for, your soul just needs the release. Like there's so many reasons why, right? But it's always interesting to me, we're all so sensitive. And I think that, I mean, it's probably why Ever since you came over to Taylor's house and we did that sit down, it was such a impactful experience for us because I can tell you we have been, especially like from my personal experience, I've felt so traumatized by certain interviews we've done growing up, like when we were younger, especially. And that I was also terrified going into after laughter because of just personal Mm -hmm. things that were happening in, in our life and my life. You were so empathetic. And I think that empathy is really the thing. I mean, artists do exist to kind of put a a spotlight on emotional shit that's hard to explain. It's one thing I don't think I'll truly ever understand is is why we can't just leave music alone sometimes. Dude, oh man. (laughs) Like if anything should just be left alone, it's probably music. It's so sacred, but uh, that's just what humans do with sacred things. We're good at it. It's the figure eight. Yeah. Oh, jeez. God, thank God for that. I've been dancing around that for 35 (laughs) minutes trying to find a way in. Damn. You did. You're just it. letting me flail you... while you thought of the right way to <laughs> transition. <laughs> All of it was incredibly important. Really, yeah. wow. There's a powerful just amount of kidding. flail going I mean, on there. Look, figure eight, we were so excited about though, just to bring that back, because we had yet to write a heavy song on this, you know, as this iteration of ourselves. And we were like, this slaps, man. We like this. This yeah. feels not like we're reaching, but just like it's what's naturally occurring. And we're not forcing it. We're not trying to like you know, meet, you know, uh, meet those expectations of the people that are coming around to our older music today. Yeah. We're just like this. This is a, a moment. It's maybe not who we are all the time, but it's definitely valid. Uh, it would I just wouldn't be doing the album justice unless I at least created an open place to talk about liar. Yeah, it's one of the favorites. I think it's one one of if maybe it's like the best composition I think you've ever done like definitely right at the very top when i heard the music i think they had been working on it was maybe just the verse so Mm -hmm. that's what i got first i was so excited and um and this is another uh aspect of like you know working on the music and me getting ready to write to it that's that's so to me it's just really fascinating what how each person hears something I literally was writing to the rhythm that's there, but in reverse. I'm not even sure if we ever actually figured out how I was counting, but... um, The second verse. The second, I mean, yeah, both verses kind of like line up a little differently the way I'm singing to them. So I I just, I love singing that song um, and feeling floaty in it. And I think that this is probably the only place that I would ever feel comfortable to talk about this. For me, being in a relationship that feels mutually respectful and honoring of the other um, for the first time in my whole life and being one of the first people in my family Mm. other than my granny and granddad to experience that like so early on is terrifying. It's so scary to think that you know what it's like to be in a good relationship um only Mm -hmm. to find that you've been fooling your you've been kidding yourself and i would just forever would say things to myself like well you know it's hard because it's real like it hurts because it's real 
you know, when I was in places in my life where I was just making terrible decisions for my heart. And when something has ease to it, doesn't mean it's always easy, but when something has ease to it and when something feels healthy and again, like respectful. It's gotta be wrong. It had, it must be wrong. And I uh, fought that feeling and said to myself that that's just a convenient thing. You're just trying to go to where maybe your ego likes it or maybe, you know, I just made up anything that I could, but like to be the people that like, the three of us sitting right here, this is the people I've known the longest in my life that I've had the most consistent friendships with, relationships, you know, like it's been the most real journey. And, um, and to realize that, that I love both of these people more than I've ever loved anyone in my life, but I love them both slightly differently <laughs> is, that was also terrifying because I thought I must be a horrible person. I must be wrong. I must be everything that people have said about me. Mm. Um, you know, is Haley going to date every one of her band members? You know, just like the bullshit that uh, has been said. You know, when you've got enough reasons to be afraid, you know, aside from how afraid love can make someone feel, it's uh, we've all, all, all now. The three, all three of us sitting here are in healthy relationships with people that I feel like my voice is shaking now, um, where we feel like we get to be who we are. Mm. We talk about, me and you talk about this a lot. When you haven't had a lot of great examples, yeah, that's, that is, uh, who do you turn, who do you look to? You turned it into such an amazing song. You know, I can't wait to hear like the crowd sing the bridge mm -hmm. at shows because I feel like um, the song's so different for us, but that part, the, the bridge feels so classic for a Paramore show. Is that the most honest, simply honest lyric you've ever written? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's also nice that it's an honest thing that's not about a negative thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Were you calm when you finished the demo for that music? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we all are each other's biggest fans, so I, it, n none of us doubt each other's talent um, or creativity. But you also, you know, there's so many times that we'll write songs or parts or whatever that, you know, like I will be so excited about. And, you know, oftentimes it just won't connect with Haley. And, and it, doesn't, mm. it doesn't mean anything about maybe, you know, what we gave her, mm. but, it is a you have to kind of grieve that idea, you that's know, a, and so I think true. that Whoa, they're that's probably a really powerful observation. You got <laughs> yeah. to grieve your own expression. Yeah, like it's real. Yeah, so that's I think real. There was a you know, there's always a moment, you know, especially this record because, you know, it wasn't just me sending an idea. It was mm. Zach and I yeah. working on something together and finding our way to some sort of stopping point to send it to Haley, mm -hmm. you know? And um, so I think, yeah, but it, it did feel every time we would do that, it always feels a little scary. Yeah. Um, right. You know, I don't think it's like, oh, what if we don't like it? But you're also like, you can't help but also imagine what you think someone might top mm -hmm. line over it or, or like, ooh, I hope it's like this. And, right. and, it's, and it's normally never that, mm -hmm. you know, but it always turns out to be, if it indeed does connect, it always turns out to be better, you know? And it, and it always, I think, what's cool is we normally don't ever send a full song. Yeah. You know, I, I learned very early on that I would spend like days yeah. working on, you know, just trying and to I'd be like, I can't, thing. And I then, can't write. Yeah, so we'll just send little <laughs> sections and then she'll do something that completely inspires us to go into a, a new mm. in an area that we wouldn't have gone to. So um, anyway, I, it, I guess there, there's always a, a little bit of, of a nervous energy, but not out of like distrust or like mm. doubt, but just like, yeah. hopefully this thing that we love makes it, hopefully it survives, you know, to mm -hmm. the end. It tees us up perfectly for this kind of closure, which is classic sort of paramour for me now, which is like, there's two ways you should look at life. Mm. And one is like, 
crave the moment, search for it, appreciate it even if you can't get it. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. Which I think is what that song's about, maybe, like. I think the overarching feeling is that when you're experiencing a beautiful moment, you're so afraid for it to end that you don't experience it. Oh my God. I do that a lot. Same. So it's the big letting go. That's the big letting go. Yeah. And that's, I think, Crave really gets that. I, when I hear it, I'm like, wow, you really get it. Like, even though you haven't mastered it, and guess here's the newsflash, we never will. No, right. But, but you Damn get it. it. At least you get it. Yeah. Whereas when you don't get it, that's when you're just in a thrash forever. Mm. Just a funny note about Crave. Um, <laughs> Love. Taylor and I were in one room. And then Haley was in the other room. And I don't know if this attributes, like, you were starting to feel a little bit more comfortable, like, mm -hmm. or maybe we were getting on you, like, hey, you should go. I yeah. can't remember what yeah. it was, but I just remember we'd stop, like, working on This Is Why or The mm -hmm. News or something. Like, one of, some of the last songs we were working on. And you could just hear Haley's computer playing Crave so loud, like the <laughs> chorus. And we're like, oh, she's writing to that. But it was like, oh, not far enough in another room that wouldn't, cut, like, we didn't yeah. hear it. You remember right. that? Oh, we were yeah. just like, oh, stop yeah. playing something. Like, oh, we're thinking this. And it was just like the chorus blasting. <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to say that she was playing Angry Birds in the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, or maybe she just had it on loop, making us think she was writing. Yeah. Oh, definitely I was not writing the whole time. I was just sitting there being like, what am I, what am I going to say to this? And, and also, like, a lot of times when we write simple things, you think it's too simple and it's not. Mm -hmm. And it, that was like that verse is so... Gosh, it felt so, like, there was something so um, early 2000s to me in the sense that I got, like, in my body, like, when we would write when we were kids right. together, you know? And that, I loved that about it because of what it ended up being about. It's just about really trying to appreciate every second and, like, squeeze the juice out of every second and, and don't abandon it before you finish. Like, don't don't be over here planning the next move before you even make Are you there move. now as a band? Because I, I know, you know, I read the... Well, I actually watched your, your conversation with Wetleg, which was amazing, and you oh, talked cool. about that feeling of, of that friendship that you've developed with certain artists of a generation, a younger generation. Billy is the one you mentioned, and, mm -hmm. and being able to, to see what she's going through. And I think, to, you, you know, if you can get the, away from what you were yeah. and get to where you are, yeah. maybe you can actually use what you were mm. in, a, in a positive mm. way. Yeah. Are you there? More more than I have been, but I also think that it, it, it's like it's it's not a linear yeah. pattern. It's not a growth pattern that just feels like this. It kind of feels like you know what yeah. I mean. And God, I wish that like I wish it was as simple as oh, we came off the. I thought it was gonna be this. We went off the road. I got into therapy. We all started taking better care of ourselves. We started communicating better, mm. and now we're just good. And I, and I think I fooled myself for a second thinking like, well, this is just part of our life. This isn't everything. Like we have all this other foundational stuff that's like back home, that's with our families, that's in our homes, you know? And um, it just doesn't ever, there's always like a thing in, that's somewhere in your head trying to like, you know, there's just a, a like a little kid version of you with a hammer on glass being like, but what about this? <laughs> like, did you forget? And I I am um, trying to figure out how to hug that person, how to ignore that person when it's necessary and mm -hmm. like, you know, show that person um, respect for trying to like maybe protect me. There were so many times on this record too that we had uh, just like these aha moments that reminded us like why we started loving music in the first place. Yeah. You know, like together why? and individually. But Thick Skull was one. Thick Skull, when we wrote the course of Running Out of Time and yeah. that whole song. Yeah. It was just like, it wasn't like, oh, this reminds me of music when we were growing up. It was like, this is what reminds me of why we got into music. Yeah. yeah. And that's like something I feel like you're always chasing, but you could never really like mm -hmm. find it unless it comes to you. And it, it was one of those moments when you actually landed on the dun, 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 and running out of time when you, when you open up the symbols at the second half of that chorus, because that shit is just like a, as a singular granular moment. Yes. That's such a fucking powerful moment on Feels the record. So, so good. good. The bass going with dun, 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 dun. Everything's yeah. just like. God, man. Yeah, Brian did such a good job on that on the record. Yeah. I think verses and bridges are like my favorite thing to write um, because I feel like I have a little bit more of like. Less pressure on you. Yeah, yeah choruses yeah. like yeah. I just We've ruined choruses forever. Yeah, and this is so much pressure to deliver, you know, the thing. Yes. You know, and mm -hmm. so 
versus in bridges, I feel like I can like be my like mantic wild self. And, and so anyway, like I always say, Zach was like the musical chorus whisperer on this record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would do, I would like be writing these guitar parts or we were doing all this together, but, but we'd get to the chorus and I would like essentially freeze. Mm. And, um, but that song was cool because I, I had a few chord voicings that I liked, but I couldn't put them together. And then like Zach was like, what if you did like add this chord and then and he, he gave the rhythm to it mm. and it was like, holy shit. It, yeah. Like it was, that was, I think, that was one of my favorite moments of this whole mm. thing was mm -hmm. like us yeah. finding. It's uh, like we unlocked something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like, a normal progression. That's what I love right? about it. Yeah. You know what's awesome is as well, I, I, this happens very rarely in my life while we're being fully transparent. It doesn't often happen that my colleague will go around the side and hold up his phone and just says in big capital words, rap. Which he did before, but, but Taylor was talking and do you know how fucking rare it is that we get Taylor to talk? <laughs> I ain't rapping shit. <laughs> No! I, I realized that the early interviews that we had that went really, I mean, they were relatively normal and smooth. There was some in-depth conversation. It wasn't, it was, it was much shorter. You know, I realize now that, that we really didn't know each other at all. Uh, <laughs> and, and really, this is the true parable. Yeah. yeah. And I guess I've shown my true self as well. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm glad. Thank and, uh, you. Yeah, we, I mean, we love you so much, so man. Much, it man. just means so much that we get I love you guys. a friendship with I you. I love you. I love you. I love you. You're <laughs> the best. You really are. You're awesome. There was traffic, spilled my coffee, crashed my car otherwise. Would have been here on time. Thanks to Paramore for opening up and being as honest and transparent as ever, really. I mean, just an amazing band of individuals who also just happen to make incredible music. That album, This Is Why, along with all the other great Paramore albums, what a journey. All up and ready to listen to now on Apple Music. Thanks for checking out the interview series. Until next time, take care.